When you're walking down the street yeah. and you see a little ghost, what, what you gonna do about Ghostbusters? What, what, what is that? That's the Ghostbusters theme song. No. I'm pretty sure it is. Welcome to Rock Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it at cnjradio.com or any other device out there in the vast, vast internet. Thank you so much. Anybody that's hearing my voice right now, whether it's in this present time or in the future. All right. So, we're going to continue what I started with the last episode here. We're going to cover the music of the second season of Stranger Things before we get into the Upside Down, which we're going to revisit in this episode. We're going to start off with an original that was featured in Season 2. It's such a good song, and it had such great placement in the series that I just had to play it, you know, uncovered and in its original form. This one really stood out, and I think anybody who watched Season 2 would definitely agree with me. There's almost nothing better to hardcore music nerds than proper placement of a really cool gem in a period piece especially. So here you go, kicking off our coverage of the music of Stranger Things Season 2. This is Oingo Boingo with Just Another Day. Yeah. 
there you go. Definitely setting the mood for this episode here. Oingo Boingo with Just Another Day. Great track there, of course. Of course it is. And yeah, that's, like I said, a big standout in Stranger Things Season 2. So as we did on the last episode, we're going to venture back in to the Upside Down. Come along with me. We're going to listen to some covers now of songs that were featured in Stranger Things Season 2. So we're not going to do the obvious Oh, here's this song and here's this song. I did some digging here, did some research, and wanted to find some fun versions of these songs that maybe you've never heard before or you've heard very little of. So let's get down to it since we're already down here in the Upside Down. We're going to start off with this one right here. And this is a super obvious 80s favorite. Weirdly enough, and I've mentioned this on the show before, the original version of this song is this band's sole hit which is so sad because this is a band that is, they're true innovators. They, uh, there's uh, not many original thoughts left in music. Uh, 45 years ago, this band came up with something entirely different. They should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and they're not. I'm talking about Devo. Of course, their lone hit is Whip It. And, you know, nothing wrong with Whip It. I like it. You've heard it a billion times in every movie and TV show that might you know hang its hat somewhere in the early 80s because it makes sense it's one of the most 80s sounding songs ever if you had to put it on a short list of obvious 80s this would definitely be on it found a really fun cover of this uh, from an album that came out about eight years ago it was an all covers album by a band maybe you haven't heard in a while power man 5000 power man's still out there doing stuff they've put out two studio albums even since this covers album that came out in 2011 called copies clones and replicants and here's their take on the Devo 1980 classic, Whip It. Check it out. Yeah. 
Alright, there you go. Power Man 5000's take on Devo's Whippet. Like I said, you can find that on Copies, Clones, and Replicants, their all-covers album. Ten out of the twelve songs are 80s songs, or at least songs associated with the 80s. So if you're an 80s fan and you enjoyed that version, you definitely want to go check out that record. Go support it. Alright, here's a really interesting one. This is a cover version of a song that's a really cool, obvious 80s song that I actually still love. I've heard it a billion times, possibly literally, but probably not, but it feels like it. But I never get sick of it. It's just one of those songs. We're talking about a song called Talking in Your Sleep. One of the romantic's two big hits, in America at least, along with What I Like About You. So, What I Like About You and Talking in Your Sleep, uh, for the novice, maybe the non-music fan, they probably would never know that that's the same band. I was trying to come up with a list of like two hit wonders where the two songs sound nothing alike. The romantic's are definitely on that short list. So, really love Talking in Your Sleep. It's one of those early favorites of mine. And I didn't know this literally until I started going back and trying to do some research for this. Like, uh, is there a good cover version of Talking in Your sleep i feel like there should be at this point but it doesn't seem like there is but i found out that mere months after the romantics putting their version out the original version maybe about half a year later a a european act called bucks fizz which definitely had some hits uh, out in europe but they didn't really make a huge dent in america they put out their own version of talking in your sleep and the reason they did it is because talking in your sleep by the romantics didn't do well over there so they decided hey this is a good song why don't we try to have a hit with it it totally makes all the sense in the world and it actually worked out in their favor they had a decent hit with it uh, so you've probably never heard this version I've never heard and not just because I've never heard it but I literally hadn't heard it until about a week ago when I was putting this show together so here you go something maybe you've never heard the Bucks Fizz doing their version albeit a six month older version than the original of the Romantics talking in your sleep enjoy
From an album that could have potentially had two monster singles on it from 1984's I Hear Talk, that was the Bucks Fizz with their version of the Romantics talking in her sleep. I say potentially two monster singles because I was looking up this album while the song was playing there. Come to find out that Bucks Fizz almost stumbled into some more gold because they were working on an early demo version of a song that was floating around in Europe at the time called What's Love Got to Do With It. They actually recorded the demo, but did not put it on the record. Word round at the time, even, was that Tina Turner was planning on putting a version out, so they went ahead uh, out of respect, I'm assuming, and did not put it on I Hear Talk, but could have potentially stole some thunder from Tina, perhaps. Maybe at least in Europe. Like I said, not big over here, but uh, that would have been really interesting if they had gone through with it. The version of that song does exist on a remaster of one of their albums. So, yeah, there you go. A little fun fact. A little Bucks fizz for you. I hope you enjoyed that version. That version, I don't know if it's more 80s than the original, but you could definitely hear it in something like Stranger Things for sure. For sure. All right, moving on here. And since Stranger Things Season 2 takes place in and around the year 1984, which I consider one of the perfect years for music, you knew that this song definitely had to be in there. It was one of the biggest songs uh, at the time, and it was the first time I heard this band, so it became a lifelong love affair with this amazing German metal band, the Scorpions! Yes, of course, Rocky Like a Hurricane is featured in Stranger Things Season 2, and I was like, ah, there's, you know, there's really not a lot of cover versions of this out there, as big as the song is, but that's also proof positive that you really can't replicate it so much. But this is a fun little version here, an Australian pop-rock duo called the Veronicas. I've heard them here and there. I've heard a couple of their records that have come out, and I always like it when they do cover, so I was excited to find out that they had covered Rocky Like a Hurricane. It's it's kind of what you'd expect. It's got that modern pop production on it as well, but it's got a little bit of teeth to it, so, you know, I, I was not offended by it at all, and I guess you shouldn't either, then, if, you know, I'm going to hold your hand and bring you into this version. It's my show. So here you go. Really cool girl power sounding version of this song that we know backwards and forwards. Here's the Veronica's take on Scorpions, Rock You Like a Hurricane. Yeah, yeah. 
you didn't expect to hear that when you woke up this morning but there's the veronicas doing rock you like a hurricane of course originally done by the scorpions yes we love it one of 84's best right there rock you like a hurricane can't get sick of that one either right so 
This next song was definitely one of my earliest memories of music. This song was a monster. It was everywhere. It seemed to be on every radio station. And it definitely has staying power. And this is one of those weird instances where I'm going to play you a cover version by the person who wrote it. Yeah, there you go. That's fun. You know, especially uh, in that day, you had these songwriters, they'd write the song for someone else and have a hit with it. And then maybe later on when they wanted to, you know, pad up a catalog, they, they would put their version on it. Because they wrote it, and they'll still get paid. You know, it works out. Uh, so, like I said, this song was a monster song. I don't even remember this being on Stranger Things Season 2, but I'm trusting the episode guy that I found online. <laughs> so, here we go. I mean, it has to be, right? This song was everywhere, so it would make sense to be on a show within that timeline. So, you're, I'm about to play you Islands in the Stream. Yes, yes, I know. Uh, if you didn't know this, Islands in the Stream was written by Barry Gibb. Uh, I'm not sure where he originally intended it to land, but he wound up writing it as he was producing and writing songs for Kenny Rogers. Apparently, the Kenny Rogers-Dolly Parton duet kind of was a happy accident, and of course, it became one of the biggest songs of all time. So, just in case you never heard this, here is the Brothers Gibb, the Bee Gees, doing a live cover of the song that Barry wrote, Islands in the Stream. So here you go, enjoy. Love with each other. Uh-huh. Islands in the spring. 
Ah, there you go. I don't want to make you feel so good there. That was Islands in the Stream here on the Light FM section of Rock Strikes 10 for Stranger Things Season 2 in the Upside Down. Yes, of course, if you couldn't tell, we're in our pop break right now. We're going to get back to the heavy uh, later on here, but not until after this song here. This one's really interesting. I, I really dig this, and this came off of a Duran Duran tribute album. It was simply called the Duran Duran tribute album. Uh, mostly notable for featuring uh, pop and ska acts around that time, punk bands and, and indie bands and stuff like that. And it also includes the amazing version of the Deftones doing the chauffeur on there, uh, which is great. Track that down if you haven't heard it. It's amazing. But weirdly enough, there's two covers of the song Girls on Film on that tribute album, and they're both done by bands that don't really fit in with the tribute album. Uh, one is by Wesley Willis, and if you don't know Wesley Willis, go look him up. That's a, that's an, a really interesting story. And the other one is by a band called Bjorn Again. And Bjorn Again is an ABBA tribute band. So it's kind of weird, with, like, you know, an album with notable acts on a tribute thing, and they actually got a tribute band to be on it, paying tribute to a different band entirely. That's pretty uh, overtly meta, as the kids would say nowadays. Uh, but I like it. This is really cool. I mean, it literally is, if ABBA had covered this song, it would totally sound like this. So I think it's a very justified cover here, and why not? Super fun as hell. So here you go. This is the ABBA tribute band Bjorn again with their version of Duran Duran's Girls on Film.
uh, Girls on Film by Bjorn again. You can find that on the Duran Duran tribute album. I think it came out around 1996 or 7 or something like that. Anyway, it's, it's a little over 20 years old. So if you're intrigued, go check that one out. Some other bands of note on there. Goldfinger, I mentioned Wesley Willis before, the Deftones, Jimmy World's on there. You know, it's pretty decent, actually. So go check it out. All right, back to the heavy here. Uh, via uh, a band with lead vocals by Tammy Down. And no, we're not playing Faster Pussycat. We're going to play something by the Newly Deads. Uh, a song that I really dig that's so 80s is Go by Tones on Tail. Uh, you hear this song in a lot of things, but most people don't even know Tones on Tail. But yeah, you'll kind of recognize the song maybe even via this cover, although Tammy and the Newly Dead's taking it in a very heavy industrial direction here. But why not? The song kind of lends itself to it. So here you go. This is the Newly Dead's and their cover of Tones on Tail's Go.
right, there you go. The Newly Deads featuring Tammy Down of Faster Pussycat fame on lead vocals right there. That was the band that he put together when Faster Pussycat was kind of on hold in the mid to late 90s. Uh, they put out two records, which I actually really like those records. Go check them out if you uh, are into the industrial metal. Uh, but yeah, there you go. The Newly Deads. That was off of their remix album called Rebound. That was the sole new track on there. So it, it totally makes sense with the uh, nature and style of the entire record there. But fun stuff. I dig it. It's like something you might hear like uh, in a club scene like for The Crow or something like that. Or any movie in the 90s that uh, wound up in a, a goth kind of club there. Anyway. All right. Moving on here. Uh, of course, one of my favorite covers ever, which is really only a half cover, honestly. But I just love that this happened. It's one of my favorite things of like the last 15 years. And one of my favorite bands of modern times, the Donnas, they wound up covering Rats Round and Round for Stephen Piercy's solo album, Under My Skin. So it's like a duet half cover thing. So, But man, it's so loyal to the original. The Donnas just kill it. They're playing all the instruments on this track. I saw them play this live twice on the Bitchin' Tour. It was insane. Allison playing both solos, both Robin and Warren solos, and just destroying it. Amazing stuff. And you get to hear it on this track. So, of course, why waste time? There's a song you definitely know if you saw Stranger Things Season 2. The video, the iconic video for Rats, original, prominently featured in an episode there. Uh, so, yeah, round and round. This is the Donnas with Stephen Piercy. Turn this thing up as loud as you possibly can. You're welcome.
right, there you go. That is the equivalent of eight cups of coffee right there with all the sugar and fat and whatever. That was round and round. The Donna's with Stephen Piercy. Doing it right. Doing it heavy. Doing it amazing. I try not to draw too many lines in the sand whilst doing the show, but if you didn't like that, Rock Strikes 10 is not the show for you. Sorry. Either readjust your life or walk away. Move on. All right. Speaking of lines in the sand, there was a lot of lines in the sand when it came to stupid growing up kid stuff and uh, picking sides. You liked this band, you didn't like this band, you like this singer, you don't like this singer. The Prince versus Michael Jackson thing. By the way, Prince won. Um, (laughs) But this was a huge point of contention when I was growing up. And then you grow up even more so later on. You evolve and you realize this is all petty shit. And you wonder why the people directly involved can't get past it either but the whole megadeth versus metallica versus mode uh it's just unnecessary uh dig what you dig like both things you can love and hate certain albums by both bands and still be loyal to them somehow it's an amazing thing it really is the absolute pinnacle or one of the huge huge talking points of the metallica versus megadeth debate which I'm sure still goes on, is this song right here in a nutshell. It's the song Mechanics by Megadeth or The Four Horsemen by Metallica. They are basically the same song. The song was written at a time when Dave Mustaine was still in Metallica. When they used to gig it back in the club days, the song was called Mechanics. Once Dave got ousted from Metallica, Metallica refined and retuned it just a little bit and rechristened it The Four Horsemen. So... We're still on the upside down, although we're easing out. So this is kind of a cover, yet not a cover. Because the original writer and singer is on this track with the original lyrics, apparently. So yeah, uh, everybody got that? Everybody got that so far? Okay. Alright, so as we kind of exit out of the upside down here, covering the music of Stranger Things Season 2, and since Metallica's version was used on the show, we're going to play Megadeth's version. So here you go. This is Mechanics.
Mechanics, which would be released after the Kill 'Em All version by Metallica, but that was Megadeth, the first lineup of Megadeth. Good stuff there. And that is the original mix off of the original combat release of Killing Is My Business and Business Is Good. Yeah, I actually don't mind the remix version of that album, but you know, for the sake of this being a slight period piece, went with the original mix. I hope you appreciate those little things here that we do on Rock Strikes 10. I do it because I care and I'm also insane. We're gonna close off this show as we exit out of the upside down once again, closing the gate, sealing it off just a bit, but not all the way because we still got season three to talk about here coming up. And I noticed that I've been using the term monster single lately. This one was a Demogorgon. It's a goddamn Demogorgon. And I'm not gonna play the original, original version, but I'm gonna play you the same artist that did the original version, albeit through a live version here. You know, I, actually, I do love listening to the uh, 80s on 8 countdown where it's like, this week in 1983, and actually I was just listening to the 1983 countdown the other day, and this was the number one song in the country back in 1983, pretty much during the entire summer. It was number one for about two months. So easily the song of the summer, and it wound up being the biggest single of 1983, without a doubt. That, that's a matter of fact. So I definitely don't need to play it here on the show, at least in its original form. But since I am playing the original band... We're going to use this version, and every time I see footage or hear audio from this reunion tour by the police, I get slightly depressed because I should have gone to this tour. I should have figured out a way to go see this show. I was none more broke in my entire life than when the police got back together a little over a decade ago, but it's still a massive regret. Go check out the footage from the certifiable box set. Uh, it's this huge stadium show they did out in like Argentina or some shit like that. And they sound and look amazing. So it's it's just regrettable, that's all. But uh, yeah, here you go. Enjoying this, uh, I believe, the closer of that show. And as luck would have it, the closer this week on Rock Strikes 10. Closing off our wrap-up and tribute to the Upside Down of Stranger Things Season 2. This is The Police and, of course, their Demogorgon of a hit. Every Breath you take. Time comes.
Closing off our Stranger Things Season 2 Spectacular here. That was The Police, With Every Breath You Take, which, you know, the usage of the song in the series, I didn't question, because now, you know, in retrospect, people realize and recognize that that is a stalker anthem. But man, I'll tell you, every slow dance in every school at that time was playing that song, because the song was that big and no one even gave a second thought to the lyrics honestly they didn't realize how creepy it was so and that's the thing I, I i'm telling you they probably still play that song at weddings no doubt about it all right there you go hope you enjoyed that fun live version there closing off this show here i want to thank you for tuning into the show here today if you hear my voice on any of these podcasts and you're definitely a friend of mine other podcasts to speak of you will find on cnjradio.com which features every episode of Rock Strikes 10, including the ones that aren't online and out there and all the other rogue sites, including Apple Music or Podcasts or whatever you want to call it. While you're on cnjradio.com, stick around for the flagship, The Wrestling House Show, a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other, with myself and Chris, the C of CNJ. He also does Last Theater, and he's got some new reviews up there as well. Uh, we're going to be tackling another series very soon, so I'm very excited about that, so keep your eye out for that. Stay subscribed to The Last Theater on cnjradio.com, which also features the Synaptic Empire audio transmissions with Randy Brown, a true alternative. Like I said, Randy's a big fan of the 80s as well, and he does play a good amount of 80s on his show go check it out 
completely different show from mine, but it's equally awesome. Also, Talking Rock with myself and Mark Striegel, the great Mark Striegel of Talking Metal, where we discuss a rock topic for about a half hour or so. Always a good show, so go subscribe to that and check out all the episodes you may not have heard yet. And also the brand new venture of cnjradio.com, the I Am Vinyl podcast with myself and the great Pete LaRussa. Uh, We have three episodes up right now with definitely more to come. Looks like we'll finally get to record an episode together as well. That's going to be a lot of fun. So check out the I Am Vinyl podcast. If you want to invite to the I Am Vinyl private page for right now, uh, send me a DM. I'll get you in there. And hey, why not? Since we're talking 80s, there's a lot of 80s on that cool Song Pop app. And I play that a lot. I play against a lot of people, mostly strangers, a couple of Facebook friends. But I'm on there. So if you're playing Song Pop, hit me up. Challenge me so I can beat you. All right. Uh, so yeah, there you go. That's pretty much all the plugs. And last but not least, extra special thanks to Pete LaRussa, the aforementioned Pete, and the guys from Spacebeard for the awesome outro. We play it on every episode. It's the best, the best outro in the business. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband for more information, upcoming shows, and purchase their latest album, Gone. Also tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent you out there. All right, I'm going to try to finish up Stranger Things here. There actually isn't enough good licensed songs we can do this to where like, we can almost do this theme for the third time, but I'm going to figure it out. So I am going to cover Stranger Things Season 3 on the next episode. What it will sound like, who knows at this point. But tune in. Till then, I'll see you on the next one. Have fun. 